Welcome to the GOGcast, the official podcast of North Wales-based GOG Triathlon, Welsh Super Series champions and wearers of the best kit in Wales. Join us while we chat swimming, running and cycling and interview some famous and not-so-famous names in sport. Whether you're experienced or a beginner looking to try the sport, the GOGcast is the place to be. So get your padded cycling shorts on, tie those running shoes up tight, spit on your goggles to stop them steaming up, and join your host, John Farrell, inside the GOGcast. Welcome, Michelle Mabel. Hi, John. I thought it was because it was Valentine's Day on Monday. I thought I'd give you a little rendition of that famous song by the Beatles, Michelle. Thanks. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you. Ties in a little bit, really, because not only is it Valentine's Day, but a few weeks ago we went to Liverpool and stayed in a Beatles hotel, didn't we? Oh, yes, we did. And we went to see a show, Les Miserables, which is French. Now, Michelle, my belle, obviously the next few lines are... In French. But I didn't sing them because... Two reasons. Firstly, is because they are French and I can't speak French. And secondly, because if we sung anymore, Sir Paul McCartney <laughs> would be knocking on the door asking for PRS dues. And so, everyone would switch off. And, and everybody would switch off, if they haven't done already. So there we go. So anyway, how are you? I'm wonderful, thanks, John. How are you? Looking, looking forward to a new podcast with some famous... And not so famous guests today. This is very much the not so famous. Well, and under duress <laughs> guest. All our guests are under duress. Don't you realise that? So, should we start? Let's start. Because we've got an awful lot to get through today. It's been a busy so, week. It has been a busy week. We've got lots to talk about, lots of interviewing to do, and um, lots of questions to ask. So uh, let's start st- straight away with something really important that we've been asked to say, a public announcement from the GOG Triathlon Club. Is this about the membership? It is about the membership, sorry. That's fine. Um, yeah, really important that you pay your membership. Um, it was due last month. Pay your dues! It's only £20, incredible value. For that, you get the Monday night running session, if you wish to partake, uh, from Llandidno at 7 o'clock. There's the Thursday night running session from Portharius, also at 7 o'clock. Swimming Sunday, normally at Llandidno Pool, for £6, coached by normally two coaches and an activator. Again, good value for money. Yes, good value. Um, And then we have club rides, as and when the weather suits. Won't be any... When's this going out? Friday. There won't be any today. No, we're sat here in the middle of Storm Dudley. hoping Storm the f- Dudley? Dudley. With Eunice Ho- to follow. Hoping the uh, power doesn't go. But uh, yeah, so far so good. But yeah, pay your subs. Um, we'll stick a link on the GOGcast Facebook page mm-hmm. for those who might be looking for it. Um, otherwise, it's also on the GOG Triathlon Club website as well. So uh, yeah, 20 quid, get it paid. Yeah, don't forget that that entitles you to when you book your, your events that you get, you can go as an affiliate. So um, it means that you don't have to buy a, a day license on a lot of occasions. So you get a little bit cheaper. Yeah, if you get your triathlon membership yeah. as well as your GOG membership. So really important to do that. And the other announcement, the really, really, really exciting announcement is... Dun, dun, dun. Llanroost, try. The date has been announced. It's, it's the back. 3rd of July. 3rd of July. It's back again after... 
two years last two years hasn't taken place is it so we haven't been able to run it but we're running it again so um it's not open yet so entries aren't open yet but you'll you'll have to keep an eye out for the entry to be open because it will sell out very very quickly there's only about 150 160 entries yeah so, so save uh, the date 3rd of july 3rd of july sunday 3rd of july flan roost gog triathlon um tell us a bit about the course shall Okay, so 400 meter swim. It's an indoor pool swim in Llanru Swimming Pool. It's a 20 meter pool. Um, and then it goes on to the bike. <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm usually right. Um, and then you have the bike, which uh, 25k leaves Llanru Pool along the A470, turns left at the Tala Cavern, up that little hill. It's a bit of an undulating rolling type of course. Back on the B5106 into Llanrhus. Neil Vicar Harris tells me it's totally flat. He would say that. He has... That's what he says. Undulating. It's really nice. It's a great route. It's, our, it's where we live. It's great our... beginner's route, isn't it? Great for a beginner. Everything about the try is great for beginners because it's such a friendly environment. It's very much about completion. Times aren't so important. Um, they are for some people, but for the majority, it's completion in a friendly environment. Uh, and that's what you'll get from... And a lovely run at the end. A lovely tree-lined run. Beautiful. Up a little slope, 5k run, onto the trail. Gorgeous views over Llan Roost. Back, and obviously what goes up must come down, so you get to uh, let gravity help you. Back along the road into transition where a very warm welcome awaits you. Uh, it's really well organised. There's lots of people helping. Um we will need lots of marshals as well, though. So we will need people's help marshalling. Big friendly crowd, big friendly day. It's um, it's always a good day. Uh, as I said, it's a fun, fun triathlon. Jack Smith Keegan won it three years ago. I think that was the uh, last time it was run, wasn't it? Three years ago. 2019. 2019. Seems such a long time ago. Well, it is a long time ago. Um, yeah, Jack uh, won it on that occasion. So we'll see whether he's back to defend his title this year. So July the 3rd. Get it in your diary. Okay, so on to last weekend. What happened last weekend? Nick Beer happened last weekend. First race of the year. Well, first race of the year for us, wasn't it? It was. It was great. Despite the weather, promised rain and wind. Uh, the rain held off. The wind sadly didn't. It never but does, does it? it was good to be back out there. Nick Beer, 10 kilometre. Is it kilometre or is it kilometre? Oh, I'd say kilometres. I say kilometres, but potato, potato. Somebody pulled me up on it and said it's not kilometres, it's kilometres. We'll ask around. <laughs> Tell us if it's kilometre or kilometre. I know it'll sound the same when it's on the post. It'll just look exactly the same, won't it? Discussion point, anyway. 10k, should we just call it k? I think we should, 10K. yeah. Nick Beer 10k. So just in case you don't know where Thlandidno is, Thlandidno is uh, a small town of round about 30,000 people in the uh, the winter uh, that's settled between two headlands called the Little Orm and the Great Orm, right at the very, very top of North Wales in the UK. Now, the main Great Orm is a big lump of limestone and is home to what? The goats, the Kashmir goats. The Great Orm goats, the Great Orm Kashmir goats, where gogs get their, their name from and their emblem on the kit. So... Uh, it's, uh, it's like a home race for us as well. Well, it is. I did know it was a home race for us anyway. Um, do you know what uh, what, its, what its old name was? But you don't, do you? No. Is it something 
no, I don't know. It was from Old Norse called Sea Serpents. So it's actually called the Sea Serpent. What do you mm. know? What do you think about it? It's, um, we start on the beach in Landedno on a lovely promenade, goes up past the pier, goes on the easterly side of the Great Horn to an elevation around about 180 metres and then goes round the top and back down again where this year we heard, or this year where we uh, got the wind, didn't we? We did. It hit us as we came round that headland. No, it's uh, it's often windy at the top. You know, we say it's uh, blowing a hooli when you go around there on your bike and when you get to the top and the wind hits you, you actually have to pedal to go downstairs. Downstairs? <laughs> downstairs? <laughs> downhill even. Never mind downstairs. There's no stairs, just hill all the way down. So it's uh, it's all downhill to the bottom and then along through the town and back onto the prom. Uh, and it's a great It's a great route. But we haven't been able to run it for the last two years, have we? No, it's the first time I've run it properly because... Mm. Uh, well, no, we have run it the last two years. Well, we have, but not, not at the proper time of year and on the proper route. Yes. So this is the first time that I've done it properly, mm. uh, right time of year for the right route. Two years ago, it was there was a rock fall. So they did, didn't allow us to walk around or run around the Orm. Nobody could go around the Orm then. Then last year, it was so hot. Had it in July... It was incredibly hot, one of the hottest days of the year, and um, the heat made by nipples bleed. <laughs> it, was. it was, it was the heat, it made my nipples Did bleed. Did you put anti-chafe on? That, that could have been a mistake on my behalf, yes, mm, yeah. but when I finished, my nipples were bleeding. I remember. And to make it worse, afterwards, all the gogs decided to go and cool off in the sea, and I went in and then realised when I got in that the sea was salty and I screamed like a banshee <laughs> so it was uh, a little bit better this year um, normal course but a good story behind the the nick beer though isn't there why it's called the nick beer uh, and why we run it yeah it's it was um set up well it's the 30th anniversary this year um and it's run in memory of a north wales road runner um who passed away in 92 and he was only 27 years old um, mm. nick beer so it's running, say, in his memory, organised by the North Wales Roadrunners, who've done a cracking job. I really like the, the triple medal, the thing that they've done over the last three years. So it was the final piece in the medal, which made up Clandidno Bay. Um, and then moving forward from next year, run by Always Aim High. Traditionally, the race has raised money for local charities, including uh, St David's Hospice and the Lions Club. And... From Always Aim High, they've said they're going to continue in that tradition, which is, is great because those charities, especially the hospice, it's, you know, they don't get the funding. So it's really good that charity, um, you know, events like this take place to give them a much needed boost in funds. Yeah, you get a lot of support from the from Flandidna as well, from people like the the, uh, the Lions and the Round Table and, and, and local support, marshalling and that. They have so many marshals, don't they? Yes. And they are all so vocal. Yeah, well, um, one of them, uh, Frank, um, he was the mayor a couple of years ago and he said on my, when I pass him, you're doing well, lass. Obviously, I can't do a Scottish accent. Oh, is he Scottish? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, really, um, it's really nice they turn out, especially in that awful weather at the weekend, just to show their support. Yeah, it gives you a bit of a boost when people are shouting, come on, Gog, and they're shouting your name on, on, on your number. It's, it's good, isn't it? And yeah. you, you recognise people on the side. It's a it's a lovely race. You mentioned about Always Aim High 
taking it over. Uh, I'll be actually be speaking to Tim Lloyd from Always Aim High, so that's worthwhile listening to because we get the lowdown of him, what what his plans are um, for the for the races and and other races around North Wales as well. So yeah, Always Aim High have got a fair yeah. few now, haven't yeah. they? But um, yeah, I mean, uh, kudos to John and Kay Hatton actually who've um, yeah, organised the race for over twenty years and done a cracking job when. Things were thrown at them with yeah rock falls and COVID. They've um you know they've they've had to work around that and still put the race on for us. Um, so very grateful to them for that. Hopefully they'll be able to sit back next year and just enjoy it, or even John might run it, or he'll be on uh, he'll be on the MC with Ian Turner, um, <laughs> as uh, as he often is. So uh, yeah, well done guys, and uh, it was a really good race. So um, let's go on to the uh, results then. Let's see how Gogs did, shall we? Uh, good turnout from the Gogs, I believe. Yes, cracking turnout. 30 Gogs turned out on Sunday uh, of the 554 runners. Um, 18 men and 12 ladies. Um, it's great that uh, so many turned out to represent their club. Yeah, so, in But it's nice to be back running. I think we were all looking forward to actually racing at last rather than just uh, training because it seems to be quite wild, isn't it? It's uh, Newborough for us, wasn't it, in November? Yes. So we haven't done anything since then, so I think a lot of people have been looking forward to this, and, and it's always well attended anyway, isn't it? Yes, so in um, terms of results, because I think that's what you asked me, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, overall winner was Dan Cashy from oh, Sale gosh. Harriers in 32.55. It's a cracking run with that wind. Well, I was going to say, with the wind coming, coming, when you're coming downhill again, you're looking forward to coming downhill, and that, that wind hits you, it must knock you for six. But yeah, fantastic run by Dan, that. And yeah. the first lady in was uh, Sarah Willoit. I think you ha- is how you say her name in thirty-five, thirty-five. And, and I think I'm right in saying that was a course record by a female. Was th- it? I'm pretty sure it was. Mm, uh, she's from Shrewsbury, so uh, yeah, no, she's she's brilliant. So what about the Gogs then? Uh, how how did uh, Gogs do? Okay, so um, our top three men. So Cy Cole in thirty-four minutes and thirty seconds. Grant Little thirty-eight thirty-four, and then Dan Wellings. 38.55. Um, I met Dan not long ago. Lovely fella. It was a bit um, of a good race between him and uh, him and Grant then, wasn't it? Not, not far between Oh, them. yeah. They're, they're very yeah. close, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, and then for the ladies, we had Jen Wells in 48 minutes and 12 seconds. Uh, she was third in her age group. Brilliant. Uh, we had Rach, um, Rach Cook in 48.36. And she had a cracking race because she's running well, isn't she? And she was ready for it. Uh, yeah. I saw her on the start line and <laughs> she wanted it. And then our third GOG lady was Amanda Sellers in 48.46. Um, so those cracking results meant that uh, GOGs actually were third in the team standings for both the males and the females. So that's really, really good. Well done, guys. Yeah, brilliant result. Well done, guys. And and um, well done for the uh, the good turnout as well. I think there's one person we should really, really shout out to, though, isn't there? Um, and that's one of our oldest member. Oh, Alan Ben, 78 years old. I hope he doesn't mind us saying uh, what his age 78 is. 78 years young. Yes. He ran it so well. Yeah, he was second in his age group with a time of 57 minutes and 52 seconds. Just incredible. incredible. Incredible race, that is... Uh, uh, I know he's quite uh, uh, iconic within Gogs uh, in the running. So well, well done, Alan. Uh, um. Speaking of iconic, John and Alan Dalbuquerque. They weren't at Nick Beer, but they've been to all the cross country events. With the final one coming up at the beginning of March, I think they deserve a mention. I think they do, yeah, because they were cross country the week before, weren't they? Was it over in 
uh, Shrewsbury. In Shrewsbury and uh, they were no running, Oswestry, Oswestry. Sorry, sorry. They were they were running bad weather there as well, and they turn out for that, don't they? Both in the seventies. Just goes to show that you know Gogs isn't just for for the younger age groups. It's for every age group from from sixteen up to you know uh, up to one hundred and sixteen. Well, we'll even take one hundred and twenty year olds. We don't <laughs> mind. So, uh, but well done, all you guys. <laughs> How did you find the race? Me personally, yeah, you, yourself. Um, I, you had a good you had a good race. I, well, I enjoyed it, which is mm. for me that's my the reason I I run and race is um, for enjoyment. Morning, dashed over from Abergelly to the start line with the uh, kind of minutes to spare. Mm. No, it's just nice to be there, I'm getting a hug from Steph Conway on the start line. You know, little things like that just yeah. make me happy to be a gog. And it was your first run back. After being injured, yeah, you, you hadn't run for two months really, had you? No, Even after Christmas in January. No, I'm still, um, yeah, it's only a bad knee, but uh, picked it up in the Manchester Marathon, so still taking it easy, coming back slowly because I'd hate to go back to, you know, square one with it. It's um, been a slow process, a lot of strength work and physio, so yes, yeah, so it was good to be back. Yeah, and, and especially when you know when you were at work, you would have seen all the bad weather and the, the wind and the rain uh, leading up to it in the morning. Uh, and you know, I myself had I had doubts when I got into London know whether I was going to run, because uh, I'd had a bad back and and really sore back, really sore leg, leading into it. And the night before, saw the weather, felt oh, do I really want to do this? Do I? I'm not sure whether I can run it. I had a bit of a race with uh, Gareth Jones coming down the prop. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't say it was a race; <laughs> it was more of a, a Gareth passing me because I passed him as we came down the orm, and uh, and I knew he wouldn't be far behind, but. He reached me on the prom and there was a bit of shouting going on about getting into a race, but I couldn't stick with him. I couldn't stick with him. I was done for. He's running well. All those sessions as an activator on a Thursday yeah, night. Yeah. Um, he's strong. He's running well, really well. He is. And, um, he took and he, you on that sprint finish. Me. I'm used to you <laughs> taking me on a sprint finish, but, but Gaz took me and uh, oh yeah, well done to him. Uh, he deserves it. He, he, he ran so well. Uh, there's a, a few other people I think we do need to mention as well. Somebody who was doing the Conway Fell race the day before. Oh, Neil Vicar Harris. Neil runs the Conway Fell race and he's a glutton for punishment the day after. And that was hard in the wind and the rain. The day after he comes and does Nick Beer. He just comes striding up the prom without, <laughs> without us knowing he was going to be there and just takes on the orb again. And so uh, kudos to uh, to Neil for doing that. He's, uh, uh, he doesn't half put himself through it. And I know Neil's got some big races this year. He's... Uh, He's doing some big ultras this year, which hopefully he'll come and tell us on, you know, later on in the year. When the, oh, yeah, when let's get him on. So I look forward to doing that. Uh, and the other one I have to mention is Steve Owen. Oh, Steve Owen. He, he's a, you know, he comes to all the running sessions. He comes to Thursday and he's so difficult to stop, isn't he, to slow down because he's, uh, he just loves running fast, doesn't he? He's got one speed, hasn't he? One he? speed and that's whoosh. <laughs> He finished it in 47.14, which is a cracking time. He's running well. Yeah, um, and he ran that fast. His knees inflated. <laughs> he actually had knees like oh, balloons when he we finished. We shouldn't laugh. He was in the St. John's ambulance he at the end. Have, he he's did. all right, I Mike. I know he shouldn't laugh, but, but his, his knees were massive when he fell. But I thought, what, how did that happen? So anyway, Steve, I hope you're feeling better. Um, uh, I'm glad that the St. John's ambulance could uh, deflate your knees for you. 
uh, using that foot pump or knee pump that they had there. So, um, but well done, cracking run, cracking time. Can I just mention one more person? Yes. Is that all right? Yeah, absolutely. One more person I'd like to mention is that postie that we met on the start line. What was his name? Was it Tom? Tom Simpson. Tom Simpson. He's, we were stood on the start line, weren't we, waiting. And he turned, and he wasn't in Godkit, and he turned round and he went, oh, I know you. <laughs> all right. He said, I'm a gog. I'm a gog. He said, I just haven't got my gog kit yet. I haven't got the best kit in Wales yet, uh, but I'm getting it. He says, uh, but I listen to your podcast, uh, your, the podcast all the time. He says, I love the Godcast. Uh, he said, I listen to it when I'm going around on my deliveries uh, as a postie. So I said to him that we'd mention him <laughs> today. Fair news to him. So it's nice to be recognised by somebody. Well, well, I, well speak for yourself. <laughs> He did say, who's that with you? So that's Michelle. So you know now, if you uh, don't get your letters on time, or if uh, they go to the wrong house, you'll know why. That's because Tom is too involved in the Godcast. (coughs) You said to me when you got to the race after working that you were incredibly nervous. You'd been incredibly nervous that that morning, hadn't you? Why why were you more nervous than, than ever? Oh, um... I was nervous and I don't think it was just because it was the first race back because I hadn't put any pressure on myself to perform in any way other than to complete the race and get the last medal. We both said it was just going to be a just we're just going to enjoy the run didn't we because we've got other we've got other targets this year so it was just a a stepping stone wasn't it? Yeah so it wasn't that and I knew that my knee was up to it as long as I didn't you know go silly so the only thing I can put it down to is that Oh, it's gonna sound soppy, but because I wasn't with you oh. on the morning of the race, or oh. okay, wasn't with anybody on the morning of the race. Oh, spoiled it a bit. <laughs> um, I, I went to work. I um, did a half day. Uh, I was by myself doing my job, so I had nobody to kind of bounce off or chat just to help with the nerves. So by the time I was driving from Abergelly over to Clandidno, I was silly crazy nervous for no reason at all it even got to the point where I was trying to think of ways to settle my nerves and I remember reading in a Tesco magazine recently about tapping my eyebrow and saying a mantra so, so I was trying the my, my what eyebrow a what was a mantra uh, it's gonna be okay or something like that. <laughs> That's a lot of thought went into that it was more the tapping I think oh, that right. um, did it work it did actually I, I um calmed down <laughs> so don't keep your hands on the steering wheel tap your forehead <laughs> While you're uh, <laughs> while you're driving, yeah, eyebrow and jaw and collarbone. So uh, I was tap tapping. It annoyed me after a little bit, but it did stop me worrying about the race. But you do suffer with your nerves. Yes, you suffer terrible. I, you know, I see the difference than leading up to a race, whatever race it is, even if it's uh, something that you know doesn't really matter. That is, we're just doing it for fun. You'll always be nervous. You know, you have that anxiety where I have it at a different time. But we're probably better off not talking to each other on the morning of a race <laughs> because because you plod around do things and, and you're you're moving things around and you'll go and empty the bin and thing and all I want to do is to get to the race. <laughs> so I'll have everything ready and I'll be loading the van and, and I'll be uh, I'll be walking around looking. I'll be ready. I'll be ready because all I want to do is to get there because that's when my nerves start is is when I get into the van on the way. Uh, that's when I'm nervous. I'm not nervous any time up to that point. But once I get in the, the van or the car, I know I'm going to be nervous. So I I want to get to a race early. And you you know this. I always go, look, let's set off this. And you'll be saying, no, it's too early. It's too... 
but no, no, I want to get there. I just, <laughs> just let me get, just let me get there. I'd rather stay here and use my own bathroom <laughs> and leave it till the very last minute because the queues for the toilets, they're renowned at races. Yeah, so we're very different like that. So that puts pressure on us both <laughs> because we both get to, into the car. We're both quite miserable. And, <laughs> and we sort of, we then sort of soften up a little bit on the way, but, um, but, but you'll often say, I'm so nervous, so yeah, nervous. I do. But I can tell the big difference in you uh, with that. And that's that's usual for people to be to have nerves before a race. It's called uh, anticipatory anxiety. It's a well-known thing that, that the body's responding without you wanting it to, to the pressure that you're putting it under. Now, it doesn't even matter whether it's a, a small race that doesn't really ma- doesn't matter to yourself, to the to your body, it does. So it's, uh, it's uh, quite often... Uh, you you get a um, the cortisol level uh, level the hormone levels raise in your blood, and uh, and that affects your system as well. And that can make toilet more and you know <laughs> your stomach churning and and things like that. But it's really important that you're aware of that. And I think we've got to the point where we are aware of it now, don't we? We, we know when we're going to be we're going to be nervous, hmm. and uh, and I think it's important to know you're going to be in that place. And that you know when you you're going to come out of it because I know as soon as I get to the race and park up, that's my nerves gone. Then I I don't care anymore. Uh, I can start enjoying it. Whereas you'll still be nervous a little bit longer, won't you? And well, uh, my nerves start the night before. Yeah. And I think, why have I entered this race? It means I can't have a glass of wine. It means I've got to go to bed early, and then I won't sleep. And and I I think, why why have I done this to myself? By the following morning, that's eased a little bit. On the journey there, it's not as intense. But as soon as I start, it's gone, and I'm having the best time. Um, I just wish I could miss out that bit before and just go straight to the start line because once I I'm go it's brilliant and I think I, I don't mind it's not about you know I'm never going to win anything but it's personal experiences and achievements and obviously the feeling at the end you can't buy that feeling no 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 and I think we missed that and I think really important to learn how to deal with those nerves and it'll be interesting to find out of other people maybe if they, they let us know how they deal with their nerves and, yeah. and when they're nervous because it, it, you know this idea that you you take big deep breaths and you know and you can get more air into your body and it helps to relax it doesn't work for everybody i know that taking yourself off and go for your warm-up out of the way of everything because the big event and the noise around the big event can cause more nerves as well to some people to me it it, it settles me down i i love that i love the socializing and talking to people i know other people don't but uh, and, it, and I know it also helps to, especially from the day before and the night before, is to visualise not what you're worried about, but visualise what you're good at. So you know you've done that race before, so you know where you're going to be at in the race at certain points. You know, visualise that, visualise that uh, that feeling at the end of a race, and, and that can put your, put your mind at rest as well. But it's really important to take some time to recognise those nerves and how they affect you ask your partner i don't know how many people in gogs are, how many people have couples running together in same races i know it happens quite a lot in gogs but it'd be interesting to know off them how they bounce off each other and how they affect each other uh, to do that that'd be mm. really interesting to to find out about that so i think as we get people on during the year i think that, that's a question to to ask them i think in the, in, the, in the conversation but before every race i tell myself and those around me that um I take the pressure off myself. I don't set any goals. I never would ever say, I'm going for a PB today. Because 
I don't like to put that pressure on. But once I start... Is that simply because of your nerves? Yes, that's how I manage Because I them. could do that. I could say to myself, right, I'm going to go for a PB today. And other people can, but that's specific to you that that you, you just can't put that pressure on no. yourself. So I manage it by saying, I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm going to get to the end. I'm here for a good time, not a fast time. That's one of my, uh, <laughs> anyone around me on the start touch, line. Touch your head mantra. Would have heard that before. And once I start, I see how I feel and I gauge it. And I do go for it because it's a race. Of course I go for it. But I never say to anybody else that that's what I'm doing. No, I know. And I, we, we've spoken about it on a lot of races where you've just raced and not me. I've often said to you, I knew you'd do well, no matter what you were saying before. I knew you'd run well in it and you, you know you'd get a good result out of it. So uh, so I know you now, how, how you work, and it's important that we know that. But there we go. So so let's go into our next segment, shall we? So we'll have a little break and, uh, and then we'll find out what's happening. Now, this is usually the interview segment where we get um, somebody on and we interview them. But we thought that during the year we're going to interview some club members. And we'll get their take on GOGS and what they're doing because there's a lot of members in the club doing some great things this year. But we thought it wouldn't be fair to do that unless we started with ourselves first. So I thought it'd be interesting just to get a little bit of history um, from Michelle and from myself. So what we'll do in this next segment is I'll interview Michelle, we'll ask a few questions, and then Michelle will interview me and uh, we'll see how it goes. So hopefully you'll find it interesting. Okie dokie then, Michelle. Are you ready? <laughs> As I'll ever be. This was obviously John's idea. Can I just point this out? <laughs> it's only because I like talking about myself and I thought but I had to let you talk as well. That's a problem. So, okay, so came into Gogs a few years ago, but early life you were really a gymnast, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I suppose. I attended a gymnastics club in Blaine for Stinyog. That, um, that was your main sport, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I grew up in Pamachna. There wasn't much there. Um, <laughs> so we'd get the minibus twice a week over the tops, uh, do gymnastics on a Tuesday and a Friday. Loved it. Were you quite good? Well, no, I was just average. Well, I, I know you. You actually were quite good because we've been in a number of pubs <laughs> where you have, on the way out, have done a cartwheel <laughs> because we asked you to. After a drink or two. And in fact, we were in Chester and you did a cartwheel and you got a round of applause in the whole <laughs> pub, didn't you? And that wasn't because you had a dress on or a skirt on, because you had leggings on. But they, they applauded for you doing it. It was that good. So it was like they, they, were, they were holding numbers up. No, it takes, like yeah, a few drinks and uh, I start doing gymnastics. I have no idea why. <laughs> so there you go. You can ask her when uh, you no. see her now in a prom to do your cartwheel at least. So. Uh, but when we met in 2013, I've got that right, th the only sport you were really in was the um, the glass of lager, fagging hand and throwing darts, wasn't it, really? <laughs> that, was, that, was the, that was the only sporting activities that were going on in your life, wasn't it? Rude. <laughs> but, you <did laughs> but you did, like myself, actually. But, but you did soon after that, you came home and you said, you know what, John, I'm going to try a new sport. Now, what was that new sport? Are you talking about netball? Netball. <laughs> I remember sitting on the couch over there and uh, you said, John, I'm going to go to netball training. <laughs> Is that right, isn't it? Yes, that's yeah. right. And so you went to your first netball session. How long did that last? About 20 minutes. 20 minutes. And what happened? I broke my foot. So after taking up a new sport, after 20 minutes, you broke your foot. How did that happen? I jumped for the ball and so did somebody else. Um, netball's a lot more physical than I remember it being at school. My foot broke. So you spent at least six weeks in a pot. What was it like being pushed around Manchester <laughs> in a wheelchair 
Or sit more pleasant in a wheelchair or going on your crutches around Manchester? You pushing me in a wheelchair around Manchester was frightening. It I'll was be honest. frightening for me. It was we stressful. went to watch the script, didn't we? And we did. um, uh, yeah, with it, and I'd not long broke my foot. Arena. Yes, and you. Oh, I felt so vulnerable. Sat down there so low. It wasn't for me. And they wouldn't even they wouldn't let us to our seats in the MEN. So the one good thing out of it is we got a um, we got into one of the corporate boxes, didn't we? We did to see the script. So something good come out of it. You didn't bother going back to netball after that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Felt it was safer not to. But you did start cycling. That was the first first inroad into it, wasn't it? You started cycling. Tell us about how, how did you start cycling? Yeah, I felt that perhaps team games weren't for me. I thought cycling might be a bit safer. So um borrowed a friend's, well, my friend's wife's bike. I did a, yeah, I just went straight in with um, a bit of a big ride from Bangor back to Rose-on-Sea. Because uh, I worked in Clandreslow College at the time. Yeah, what was that called? What was the... Um, was it La Tap or something? La Tap, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the true spirit of the game, what happened? Oh, do you mean when I didn't break? When you didn't break. <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of was enjoying this road bike. I'd never been on one before. So I had my hands on the top, like not on the hoods, but like, what would you on call the to- it? On the top. Just on the top. On the and so I was cycling along on the road between Bangor, like all those little country lanes. I was having a brilliant time. I was keeping up wind in my face it was wonderful and then a van came in the opposite way so everybody stopped i went to press my brakes but they obviously weren't there and i went straight into the back of um, tim peel and he's the i don't know if he still is um he was the assistant manager of real college at the time and he had a beautiful bike and he was fuming. But they were still talking about it like years later. I was just <laughs> mortified. Changed jobs. I was like, I'm so glad that I don't have to. Uh... That's why you had to leave your job, basically. Because <laughs> no. he crashed into one no, of the No, I followed bikes. my dream. I left my job to follow my dream job. But yeah, so uh, I only did the one bike ride with him. I didn't ask to go again. Your first ride on Strava was in July in 2015, so that's... Uh, <laughs> You've been on yeah, my history. Oh yeah, a bit of stalker. Um, 28k that was over to Penn. Aww. So it was a good ride that, wasn't it really? You did have a habit of falling off your bike those those, those early days, if I remember. Oh, that was clips. Did everyone, those, yeah, clips. everyone falls. So any, anybody who hasn't used clips and is about to use them, just be aware of Michelle's syndrome. <laughs> yeah, I do remember being on the road in Corn Bay and hearing this crash behind me. Only to look round and find Michelle laying in the middle of the road <laughs> and all the vehicles driving round her. Well, one person stopped. And uh, I also heard a story that you were admiring the view on the cycle path at one point over in Towin and um, oh, didn't own clip. And yeah, it wasn't as far as Towin, it was Clanvillis. Um, and it was a beautiful view. It was a sunset across the water, and I just totally forgot I was clipped in. Easy done. But cycling was, was one of your first loves, wasn't it, really, when you come back to triathlon? Yes. Was, and you still love love going on the bike. I do, I do. Yes, yeah, Don't yeah. do it enough. Um, um, no. I think where we live here um, on, in the Conway Valley, yeah, the roads, they're hit and miss, aren't they? Yeah. You feel a bit vulnerable out there. What got you into running then? Was it gogs or was it... It started, um, so in my workplace, in the office, we'll call it. The, uh, I think that's what a lot of people call it, the workplace, <laughs> It was a control room. Um, a few of my colleagues uh, were runners, so we'd come back in off rest days and they'd talk about what they'd done, where they'd been, and I wanted in, really. It sounded great fun. So I thought I would do Couch to 5K. I'd wanted to do Park Run 
and I'd always done a uh, race, but was it race for life? The Aintree race for life, I think you did. Yeah, well, I did a few with the girls, yeah, uh, yeah, with, in, with my daughters, you know, in like 38 minute 5k and things 36, like that. 36, don't know. Oh, oh. <laughs> 36, 13, actually. Um, yeah, so we'd, we'd do that to raise money uh, for race for life. So I wanted to do it well and add small hopes back then you know a 5k park run or race for life would have been good and living where we live maybe a little little run around the lakes would be something quite nice to do so july 2017 um first of july i downloaded the couch to 5k app and i followed it religiously if it told me to walk for 30 seconds i did i found it really hard but by the end of the eight weeks i was running 5k and went to park run and uh, completed my very first one well let that be a, a lesson to people then with running because a lot of people start running and uh, and i find that they try and run too fast or too far too soon hate it uh, get injured and never go back to it again so doing couch to 5k really worked for you uh, and i i saw the progress you were making for it uh, and you did make a lot of pro- progress and you were quite natural for it when you when you started running I, I think i've always said that to you that although you have um, your own way of running that you are you, <laughs> you, you are actually a very good runner what are you trying to say uh, <laughs> and uh, so you entered your first event which was quite impressive uh, event um, <laughs> I've, I've got it down here it was the um, 29th of july it was a north wales half marathon so and it said 532 was that the distance or, or something that you got was it right hang on let me explain that so my birthday is the 29th of july and on it's that too early to remind me of that i forget on that particular year 2017 my birthday was the same day as the north wales half marathon now having only started couch to 5k four weeks earlier clearly i knew that the half marathon was out of reach but there was a, a, a 1k fun run on the beach so um i thought i would uh, go along and do that for my birthday so uh, i went down quite embarrassingly entered with all these like six and seven year olds um i found somebody i knew who had children running so i could run with them <laughs> Um, but the nice thing was they didn't make me pay the three pound entry because it was my birthday. <laughs> so, so there was this adult running free in this fun run that was for charity, obviously. No, it wasn't said, for charity. It's Red Whale. And it took you five minutes and 32 to do the uh, 0.87 of a K actually on. Yeah. Because you put it on Strava, would you believe? <laughs> so I was just, I was, uh, when you come and told me, I was just visualising you running along on the sand pushing all these little kids over to get through uh, and all these kids laying on the sand crying and screaming no the kids mom. had already finished by that so point did you did you win it no i was didn't want to but i wanted to complete it and achieve that very first step in my journey if you like but you didn't win that but you learned your lesson from that and that's when you became quite um, quite the runner and quite competitive because um a little bit later you went into the Prosecco run, the 5k Prosecco run, the fizzy 5k, didn't you? And fair dues to you after all your training, you actually won it. I didn't mean to win it. We entered that. I'd done... So you know how I, long you took? No, well, I ran... No. 29 minutes and 7 seconds, which isn't a bad 5k, actually. But I ran back for Sarah so we could go in together. We entered that because I'd done, with Freeanne Roxborough, one of the um, She Rocks triathlon courses. So we did over eight weeks, like a training programme, and that was what we'd 
decided to do at the end to like celebrate finishing so uh, that was the reason for that but, and you uh, won it yeah, accidentally you actually raced it and won it no i didn't did you actually stop and have a glass of fizz i had uh two and a half out of the five <laughs> because they were little little glasses um, you thought it was more important to win it? No, I, I was driving. Okay, that's where your competitive <laughs> stance is. You were driving. That's it. You just wanted to get home. So your fun run and uh, your Prosecco 5K, two of the highlights of your career up to that point. You then uh, decided to join Gogs after that, I take it, with your with your first victory under your belt. You probably thought you wanted to be more competitive with the team now. <laughs> I joined Gogs September 2017, so Pretty much just as after I finished Couch to 5K. Thanks to Merv Jones, actually, that I joined because he was my supervisor at the time. Uh, he was one of the people who I listened to talking about running in the workplace. And he said to me, why don't I come down to Gogs on a Thursday night? And I said, oh, I will when I'm running better. And he said, no, you're missing the point. You come to Gogs to run better. <laughs> so despite again nerves you know it's always a bit daunting the first time absolutely but friendly faces immediately felt welcome and i've been going ever since so that's and he was right it, it has brought my running on absolutely that's so. five years ago now five years well four and, yeah this four year and yeah so you, you you did that you do parkrun on a regular basis now you love your parkrun yeah yeah now you followed that with the twin peers that's the year that that you uh, you beat me on the line that you you out sprinted me on the line after us saying that we were going to run together we did yeah, yeah, but running together didn't meant all the way, not... The last 100 metres is anything fair goes. game, yeah. There's a great picture, isn't there, of people staring at us while we're <laughs> pumping our arms. <laughs> These two age groupers going so slowly, I think, just <laughs> trying to race each other. But as it was those days, you, you beat me every time. And then um, you did other races, the Anglesey Half, and you've done uh, the Conway Half as well. Uh, quite early on yeah I did that in 2017 I'd only been running a few months it was uh, a bit much really but I got determination I, I won't ever DNF it, you know it'd take a lot for me not to finish yeah. where did triathlon come into it then because obviously you were cycling enjoying that and you were running was that a natural progression or was it was it some did somebody tell you about it or was it just gogs that it was joining gogs so I was running and cycling and taking part in the weekly sessions um, end of 2017 and I thought I'm doing two out of the three let's uh, see if I can do the swimming as well so I'd had swimming lessons as a child not a particularly strong swimmer so I got on YouTube watched video after video and uh, we weren't coaches then no <laughs> so yeah January 2018 got in the pool and taught myself the front crawl from say watching YouTube videos um, so I'd look at them try and put into practice what I'd seen um, I'm not very fast, but I, I, I can swim. I don't put enough hours in, but yeah, I can swim. And, you will uh, be doing this year. Oh, yes. Yeah, I will this year. So that led you to your first triathlon, which was? Uh, Nantwich in May 2018. And that's another fantastic beginner's uh, triathlon, isn't it? Strangest swim ever. It's an outside pool. The brine pool, yeah, salt pool. 33 metres as well, so yeah, it's uh, an unusual distance. And you got given a hat to put on and you climb in at the beginning, you swim up, down, go under the rope, swim up, down, and you do that about five times, come out at the other end 
to go to transition and dump your hat in a box. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit more than five times, but yeah, it was. But it sounded uh, like, wasn't it? It was, yeah. it was a bit, very, really, really strange. But, yeah, but it was good because you didn't have to keep track of how many lengths you've yeah. done. So you yeah. knew it was up, down, under, up, down, under, and then eventually you, you get out the other side. So you'll never, it's not a fast, fast one, but it's a great beginner's one. It's good fun as well, isn't it? It's a, yeah, it's it's a nice, um, reasonably flat bike and then a run around like three or four laps around park, the park isn't it? isn't it but you did it in the heat of the day it was about half 12 one o'clock was it yeah because of my slow swim time I... so um you did all right in that and you got the uh, got the bug for that yes yeah yeah so you uh, started entering some bigger uh bigger events did you do slam you did slam roost try one year didn't I you i did yeah um and your biggest try up to now chester diva another iconic race uh, not the Diva Diva, because that's just the one for the females, isn't it? This is the, the main Chester Diva, wasn't it? The mixed one. Yes, yeah. We'd heard all sorts of horror stories, hadn't we, about swimming in the day? Oh, I was not going to open my mouth for anything in that water. After the year before, people had become a little bit poorly uh, with tummy bugs. So I just kept telling myself, do not breathe this water in. And oh, it they, is filthy. They were giving, they were giving coke, weren't they? Out to you have coke on the finish it? line. But yeah. yeah, you see how dirty the water is. The wonders of coke to clean stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but you, um, it, yeah, it was quite daunting. I was, I was, I, uh, and I did feel for you because as you said, you, you weren't the strongest swimmer at the time. And you went there and you did that off your own back. You did it by yourself. Uh, I wasn't with you or, or uh, there was no other gogs with you as well. It was only yourself, wasn't there, doing that? You went there. It's a deep water start just off by the bandstand there, isn't it? Yeah. By the weir. And um, it's straight up against the current and then back down with the current. But there's hardly any current, is there? No, it's not much at all. But it's, and, you, and you go off in waves. Yes. Different waves. Yeah. You were, you were really nervous about that. <laughs> quite <laughs> rightly so. It's quite a daunting prospect. Uh, but you did really well. Really I got well. to the end and ultimately that was my goal. I must point out at this moment that, or just make people aware that at that point in time you wore glasses. <laughs> I did. Yes, I did. And your eyesight without your glasses was... Oh, I couldn't see beyond... You, you couldn't have put your glasses down and found your glasses. No. Your eyesight was that bad. So you swam in a day without glasses. Yes. But did you have a prescription in? No, because no. my prescription goggles were it for indoor. So oh, right. um, I handed my glasses. You had my glasses, I think. I had your glasses. I took your glasses off you and I went and waited by the uh, um, the route out of the water. And you swam all the way up the day. Mm -hmm. as you're supposed to round the buoy, which is a lot. It's 1,500 metres, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. And then you swam back. So I thought I'd walk up the side of the uh, the day to see you and to give you a bit of encouragement. And so I was shouting you. And then what happened? Is that when I swam into a boat? <laughs> what happened? Let me make it clear. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I couldn't you see. You were slightly falling behind the crowd in front of you. And um, there were some good swimmers behind you as well. Some really good swimmers behind you. Um, you weren't that far behind, but you'd obviously, without any glasses, you'd lost track. Of where everyone was. I and you heard the, me shouting. I thought the D was straight as well. It's, it's not, it's no. So I was shouting you, but you thought I was shouting encouragement. But you were actually swimming offline <laughs> and you were swimming into one of the little harbors <laughs> on the side. So you'd swam behind the boats that were moored up on the D. <laughs> and there was not there was no way out of there. You couldn't have got anywhere. You and I was shouting, Michelle, 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 you're going the wrong one. You you thought Oh, fair do. She shouted my name, saying, well done to me. Until you stopped and, and started doggy paddling. I said, you, you've gone the wrong way. 
So you had to swim back out into the bathing and carry on swimming down the day, which I don't know how long that took you to do there, but oh, you did it. Oh, it was about four hours. Yeah, it was a long time. Yeah. Uh, got out of the water and I give you the, your glasses. And yeah. then really it went, it hadn't started well because you lost your timing band when we first got there, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you were quite upset with that. <laughs> because, so, as, you know, as we mentioned earlier that you were, you get nervous. There's so much to think about with transition and, you know, triathlon that you have to have everything in place and practice, you know. But I had it in my hand and then I looked in my hand and it wasn't there. And incredibly, after a search of the air, we found it on the grass. No, we didn't. Oh, somebody we handed it. In. No, somebody handed it in. Did they? they yeah. So, um, I went and asked somebody quite upset, uh, an official, I've lost my timing. Because you couldn't take part without it. And, and he said, what number? And I told him, he went, here you go. I could have kissed him. But uh, But then what happened when you got back to transition then after your, after your swimming? You, you got your bike um, and you took off and it was incident free. You, you loved Loved the bike. Bike was lovely, yeah. No, I had a great time on the bike. Um, all the way through Chester, cobbled, cobbles as well. It's quite difficult. Yeah, no, it was a lovely bike. Um, I had that moment of this is me competing in a triathlon, having my living my best life. This is just wonderful. Um, obviously, I should have probably have like tried a bit harder. Probably, probably but just span your wheels a bit, yeah. But paddles. yeah, but yeah. I was just having a great time, um, and that for me is important i'm never going to win like i said before it's enjoying what i'm doing well to do a standard try is, is quite quite a feat in itself and yet you know you hadn't done that many tries beforehand so that was quite that was quite a feat so uh, uh well done on that uh, you knew i was very proud of you for doing that and you had a great run there you lo- and you loved the i love the run finished and um nice 10k because it's lapped as well it's three laps so the first one you get to know it the second one, you tell yourself, I've only got to do this one more time. And then that final one, the support from everybody and, and getting to the end. Yeah, it was, it was a good day. Is that one of your favourite races? Yeah, favourite triathlon, easily. But you've done really since, over the last couple of years, really, you've, you've varied from doing, because obviously we haven't been able to do triathlons and with lockdowns and that, we were, we were limited to running the hills and stuff like that. So you've taken a slightly different direction now, haven't you? Yeah, I'm dabbling. I'm trying to find what it is that I like best. Having picked, I've done a couple of marathons and having picked up this knee injury on the road, I think my heart is kind of in the hills, uh, on the trails and a bit of fell racing. So that's kind of the direction I'm going in. Although this year I have, the first part of the year is very much triathlon focused. So April doing a sprint distance triathlon at Edge Hill University. Uh, West, Um, West Lang Sprint, yeah. Uh, that's April, then May, uh, Southport Standard, and then June is the 70.3 distance. <laughs> yeah. uh, where's that again? Alderford. Oh, yeah, Shropshire. Shropshire. Um, Alderford Lake. So that's the biggie. Um, in that's your big aim, your first My A race for the, races. yeah, triathlon, um, you know, the, the first part of the year. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Trepidation. Yeah, I need to get in the pool. And you've had some good runs. You, you know, you mentioned the control room. You've run with the police, not with the police running after you. Uh, <laughs> Representing. Yeah, did you notice I didn't mention police at all? But, um, <laughs> yes. but you, you came third lady at the uh, the police fell race down in um, Cheltenham. Yeah. Uh, not so long ago. Yeah. We went down there, which was a fantastic result. Uh, you've done really well in ten milers when you've gone out there. You've won competitions with as uh, team competitions as well and uh, you've also, you also do a lot of cross country with gogs 
and with with the police. So you do you got your hand in everything. You you're one of these people that go to these cross countries in all sorts of weathers. Oh, I love cross country. It's madness. It, it, you either it's like Marmite, I guess. You love it or you hate it. But the Oswestry one a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, it's raining, it's windy, it's so muddy, but it is so much fun. I get that not everybody agrees with that, but it's it's just something so, how can you say, so not natural. What's the word I'm looking for? Fulfilling. Well, yeah, I'm thinking like back to basics. You're in vests and some little shorts and you're running through the mud. It's like being a child again. You know, it's, it's just back to basics. Everybody should try it, I think, once. I have. You hated it. I hated it with a passion. I just thought, as soon as I ran around, I thought, why am I here? What are you looking forward to this year? I'm looking forward to completing uh, the Shropshire Triathlon. I'm looking forward to... Well, we've got a couple of marathons as well, haven't we? The Coastal Cubby Marathon or Cubby yeah, Coastal. You've done two. You did Chester Marathon mm-hmm. and you did Manchester Marathon, which was a hard marathon, really tough flat marathon it's picking up that injury just and then you were injured so that was a that was a bit of a downside and yeah but you finished it you finished the marathon Mm. so yeah cubby coastal marathon in august and then we've got the snowdonia marathon october which has been deferred for like three times or something so yeah we've got that and then we're possibly looking at doing the lap aren't we in september yeah the lap around windermere the ultra the 72k yeah so that's some things to look forward to. Busy year. Um, can't let you go. Well, I can't, just can't let you go. <laughs> I, live here. I live here. <laughs> um, I won't let you go without doing our favourite little quiz, Rocky's Clock. Have I got to do that? You've got to do Rocky's Clock. Oh. It's not an interview without doing Rocky's Clock. So you know the format, Rocky's Clock. Uh, you get a minute against Rocky's Clock. If you don't, if you don't answer all the questions in a minute, then um, you haven't beaten Rocky's Clock. Rocky's Clock. Rocky's Clock. Can you beat Rocky's Clock? Your favourite race? A Chester Diva. What shoes do you wear for running? Brooks. What size? What size? Just Brooks. Uh, Brooks Launch 8, size 6. The favourite discipline in triathlon? Running. In transition, normal laces or elastic laces? Elastic. Would you rather carpool karaoke with James Blunt or Michael Bublé? Oh, James Blunt. What bike do you have? A cube. What bike do you want? A Gary's bike. Live Avail, I think it is. Your favourite way to stop your nipples bleeding in the heat? I never bleed. Oh, Can we start again? I can't say that. <laughs> Fells, trails or roads? Uh, trails. Uphill or downhill? Uphill. Oh, no, downhill. Worst discipline in try? Swimming. Dancing on ice. Strictly or celeb, get me out of here. What do I prefer? Yes. Let's get me out of here. Rocky's clock, Rocky's clock. You didn't beat Rocky's clock. <laughs> I was out of time. You don't really understand quick fire answers, do you? No. What race did you say you wanted to do? The lap? Is that the one you're looking forward to do most? Or? No, I don't know why if I said chance, that. If you had a chance of doing a race, what would it be? If I had a chance. Of doing a race, what one would yeah, it be? Yeah. What would if you somebody said you can do this race? What would it be? Well, I'm, I'm already doing the ones I want to do. Oh. <laughs> um, you didn't beat Rocky's Clock, obviously. No, that didn't go very well at all. It didn't go very well at all. But at least now you know when we have our interviews how difficult it is to do it. Did you enjoy talking about yourself? Uh, not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> 
it was good. I, I enjoyed it, and and I hope everybody will enjoy it as well. So I think hearing about normal people, what they've done in triathlon and how they've got here is quite interesting. I think, and and I want to bring more members in to do that as well. Yeah, and we we are very normal people doing normal things. Um, so if anyone you know does get anything from this, then yeah, great. Yeah, and if and again, ask us any questions on the, you know, on the the social media and the like. <laughs> A proper guest for you next time, um, Mark Dodgson. Um, he's a Decker Ironman. Doddy. Multiple Ironman. Um, how? Yeah, I'm so looking forward to hearing on... Decker Ironman. Ten Ironmans on the truck. Well, it's not. It's ten swims, ten bike rides, ten, ten runs. He, he will be amazing. Uh, so looking forward to, to talking to him. Um, we're recording that over the next few days that'll be so much fun and he'll be so interesting so that so, one will be ready for you the third friday in march third friday in march <laughs> that one will be so uh, there might be a bonus one between now and then but definitely on the third friday of march that's when the doddy interview will go live uh, but we'll let you uh, let you know well in advance of that as well as we normally do so don't forget then if you need to make contact with us we do have uh, the social media uh, the usual ones we've mentioned before uh, we've got twitter We've got Instagram, we've got Facebook, and we have the website. And uh, yeah, it's the Gogcast uh, is On the name everything. for everything uh, and email as well. So yeah. yeah, if you want to get in touch, please do. Yeah, get get in touch with us. Let us you know. Let us know about how you deal with nerves, and um, if you've got any advice that other people are giving you as well or whether you get nervous let us know i'll stick a, a post up on the on the the page and just comment on it and see what see what you yeah, think maybe and that's something we can start with next time just going yeah. through some of that feedback because uh, i'd yeah. certainly benefit from advice other than tapping my eyebrow whilst i'm uh, on route especially to when it. you're driving yeah it's when you start doing it with both hands <laughs> it's been a blast michelle mabel as always um and really that's a wrap so uh, should we go for a run? Let's go.